Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to a new edition of SIN's Wishbone Shotgun Podcast. I am Mike Griffin, joined as always by Noah Trumley, Tom Russos. Adam Reader is not joining us tonight. He is still devastated over the Bills' loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> for their first win on American soil. Yeah, way to hide from us this week, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you I'm here. Way. I'm here. I'm taking the brunt of it. We'll get to that. Oh, you're going sure you to get it later. We'll oh, I know. Tomorrow. I'm getting it later. We're, we're going to talk a lot about the week that was. We're going to talk about the Packers, a heavy fine which just dropped. We'll react to that. Talk a little old Dell Beckham. But we're going to start last night. And if you didn't watch the Bears and Steelers game, first of all, I kind of didn't watch the game either, so I'm not going to much much more, much more competitive than I expected. It was way more competitive than I thought it was going to be. The best game of Justin Fields' life. So oh, yeah, he played really well, actually. He's really Props good. Him. But that was not the story. What we're talking about is the ending of the game with about three, three and a half it was minutes left. Three, three minutes and 40 seconds left, and with the Steelers were up three. Three seconds left. With three minutes and 40 seconds left. Cassius Marsh, a defensive end from the Chicago Bears, sacked Ben Roethlisberger, creating a fourth down in a scenario where the Steelers would have had to punt the ball back to the Bears. Marsh took two steps towards the Steelers' sideline, didn't say anything, and he got called for taunting. And on his way back to the sideline, referee Tony Corrente kind of gave him a little hip check as he was reaching for the flag. This was Corrente to a pool reporter after the game. Here's the question from the reporter. What did you see after the sack by Chicago's Cassius Marsh in the fourth quarter that led to the taunting penalty being called? Corrente's answer, and I quote, First of all, keep in mind that taunting is a point of emphasis this year. And with that said, I saw the player after he made a big play run toward the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I felt he was taunting them, close quote. Next question. There appears to also have been some contact between you and the player in question. Did that contribute to the penalty being called? Corrente, no, not at all. I didn't judge that as anything that I dealt with. Next question. The video showed that you had a brief contact with the player, then you threw the flag, so that had nothing to do with the penalty being called. Corrente. And I quote, that had nothing to do with it. It was the taunting aspect. Okay. The no fun league strikes Oh, my God. NFL, you need to get your rest under control. I'm sorry. This is the – Mike, we mentioned it right before the show came on, and I know you wanted to have a conversation about this. This taunting call is getting worse and worse than the roughing the passer call of two years ago. And I remember that cost many people games, the roughing the passer call, and it's still doing it to this day. But this taunting call is getting ridiculous. Marsh literally does nothing. Corinthy said he ran over to the silence. No, like you said, Mike, he took two steps. Yeah. <laughs> he took two steps to the sideline and started jogging back to the Chicago Bears sidelines. You cannot do anything in this league to celebrate anymore. They want you to be a robotic. You get into the end zone or you get a sack and you just get up and just walk back to the side. That's all they want you to do, apparently. You cannot do anything in this league. If the NFL really wants to get fans back and wants to get their product good again, they need to get rid of this penalty. They should allow players to just taunt all they want. I'm sorry. 
at this point, if it's between taunting all the time and this, let him taunt. Um, yeah, I was really, really upset at the way this happened. I feel like the game is is getting worse. I mean, they should be trying to make the game more enjoyable, you know, so people want to watch the game. And I don't think people want to see penalties like this. I think the average person wants to maybe see a little bit of taunting here and there rather than see these penalties that just give, you know, brand new first downs in pivotal parts of the game. So I'm really upset they threw the flag there because, I mean, first off, I also, I don't think taunting should be you know, a penalty at all unless it's something egregious. Um, yeah, but you have a personal foul for that reason. Just say personal exactly. foul. And in this case, this like wasn't even though. close. Yeah, this wasn't even close. I mean, we don't know if anything was said, but he's claiming that he didn't hear anything anyway. If he, if the ref would have heard something, then he would have mentioned that. And so, Tom, if you watch the video, his mouth doesn't even move. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't he, say he's anything. He's pointing out to the posture. I mean, you're not there to read posture. You know, you're, I mean, you're there to officiate a football game. And I feel bad for Justin Fields because I think he could have won that game. The Bears would have had a marquee win. Yep, they, they could have done it. And uh, I feel very bad for him. And I feel very bad for Cassius Marsh, who yeah. Oh, yeah. made the play of the game to get the Bears yeah. in position and then had to deal with this. So. And the, and I said before the show, like, the poor kid is, you know, walking to the sidelines and his coaches are, like, chewing him out. And he's like, what did I do? I didn't that, do anything. He, here's the key to the whole thing, too. That play, that penalty, led the Steelers to kick a field goal from all of a sudden being 23-20. It's 26-20. The Bears get the ball. They go down. They score a touchdown. But then the Steelers get the ball back, and they kick another field goal to win the game. Yeah. So this play has a direct correlation of the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Here's – I have many beefs here. I'm going to start with my first one. We're managing this game like it's peewee football and someone's emotions are going to get hurt. I'm going to hurt your feelings by taunting you. These are grown men. And, and, and listen, I get it. You don't want things to escalate to where a brawl breaks. I totally understand. That's why there's a line that has to be crossed. Walking towards the sideline has nothing to do with line crossing. It's nothing. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. If he like like just he made a big time play, and you're trying to take the emotions out of the game. I'm sorry, you can't you can't take the emotions out of any game. That is just nonsensical garbage. And and I hope the people on the competition committee saw. And I hope people like John Mara, who who fought for this rule, are happy with it because it is the crappiest rule in the NFL right now. I hate roughing the passer because now if you poke a quarterback, the flag's coming out. That's a whole nother conversation. But this is this changed the outcome of a game, and he didn't do anything. Here, here's the thing, Mike. Here's why it, this is worse to me than, than roughing the passer. Because at the very least, roughing the passer is at least trying to protect quarterbacks. 
and I understand they get carried away with it, but at least that you can understand that they're so, trying to protect a quarterback. This is just ridiculous. What are you trying to, to stop? Here's the thing. And you can make an alteration to roughing the passer by making it challengeable and this or that. How do you make this challenge? You can't make this a challengeable play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's this is a judgment call. And my biggest problem with it is it's not like he got, he he's looking down at Ben Roethlisberger saying, yeah, I got you down, fool. Yeah, what now? That kind of stuff. No, he's just made up the play of the game, the biggest play in the game. And, and you know, all, all you hear on the, the sports talk show today is, was that a penalty? And here's the answer. No. No, it wasn't. You cannot take the emotions out of the game. No, you use the word robotic, and that's a fair word. They're human beings. Emotions come into play. And and again, it's like Tom said, don't throw the flag unless it, if it's egregious enough, then mm-hmm. yeah. Like let's say, let's say Marsh had gone over the sidelines and started like like right at the sidelines and started getting in everyone's face and like throwing up his arm. Yeah, okay, then call a penalty and be like, okay, get mm-hmm. off the field, you're wasting our time. But for this. Like here's here's if the other he thing. If you started jawjacking with Mike Tomlin, then yeah, then yeah, sure. He like, do anything. Here's the thing. This is what I don't understand about this rule either. When you really think about it, if you already have a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct, what what is this then? What's different between that and this? Like you need to create a whole rule just for this. Use your unsportsmanlike conduct. Just use that. And just lump it in together. Why do you need a separate penalty for taunting? It could be me, but I, I used to think if there were two unsportsmanlike conducts, a player's thrown out of the game. Yeah. I know that's in college. I'm not sure if that's the same ruling in the NFL. But to me, then everyone in the league would have two or three unsportsmanlike conducts. Oh, yeah. Like, like a game. We're, we're not talking, you know. This is such a stupid rule. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really, really is. And it's ruining. Again, it, this isn't about at the very least that you could tell that rough in the past was trying to protect the quarterback, but this is not protecting anybody. It's just ruining games. Bears could have had a marquee win on Monday night football in Pittsburgh. They, they would have went to four and five with a win. Yeah. They went to four and five. They would have been like, Hey, we can contend in this AFC wildcard race. And guess what? Or NFC. Because guess what? We're going to talk about a lot of NFC teams lost last week that are probably going to be in that race. And yeah. now, nope, you're you lost to Pittsburgh. You're three and six. You're three and, and six. Pittsburgh. Matt I'm Nagy's so- probably on the chopping block. Well, he should have been anyway. And here's the other thing: Pit, people are saying, "Oh, Pittsburgh's legit at five and at five and four. No, they're not. No, they're not. That game was ugly, and Pittsburgh should have lost. And I'm telling well, you, they right should have lost, but that's a. A whole nother it's all the first half. The Bears looked horrible. The Bears really woke up in that second half. Yeah, yeah I don't they know made... what they. I know what they did. They must have been like Popeye and ate their spinach, man. Or they. Or they I remember the... at halftime looking at the stats and that Fields was like five of eleven. Yeah, Fields was not yards playing well in the, the first half. They were. They weren't protecting him well. And then yeah. they oh, it was ugly in the, in the second half. half. Yeah. Second half, all of a sudden, close game. Fields makes a couple of plays. I mean, at first it was TJ Watt show, and yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, 
Nothing you can do there. Nothing you can do there. I, and I will say, though, just looking at it, man, Justin Fields is going to be something special in this league. He can play. He, he can play. Well, listen, if they get the right coach in there and they get some players around them. Oh, look out. Look out. But that, those As are big right ass. now, I don't I don't bite on this team. It's something – the offensive line, I think, is bothering the me. Offensive the offensive line's coach. not good. Here's – I'll ask one quick question of the Bears, and then we can move on because I, we're all in agreement the taunting rule stinks, and it has to go away. Yeah. NFL, do away with it in the offseason. I know you're listening, Roger. I know you're oh, listening. Yeah. Number one listener. No, uh, Probably. <laughs> So my thing on the Bears is they activated David Montgomery last night to play. First time in, I think, four or five weeks, he, he's back. The Bears have the bye week this week. So my question is, why do you activate da- David Montgomery and risk him getting re-injured because you're on the bye week this week? Does, to me, that doesn't make sense. I wonder if it's because, like, what we just talked about, Mike, just because if you had like, won this game, you'd be back in the NFC. Yeah, that, that, that must be the reason. I still don't like it, mainly because I don't buy the Bears, but, you know. Mm. But if you're the, on the Bears, you do buy the Bears, and you got to get a win. Yeah, you, you have to play to win. I, 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 that part I get. I, I just think if he re-injures himself last night, just – I know. Mm. You, 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 you could see it both ways. Trust me. We'll talk about another guy who got brought back, I think, too early. Uh, poor Brett Favre. Yeah. He was brought back way too early. Speaking of Brett Favre and the Bears, let's talk a little Packers because we have some news that came down <laughs> about an hour ago. This from Rob Domovsky of ESPN. The NFL's review of the Packers' COVID-19 protocols is over. Per league source, Packers fined $300,000 for violation of the NFL and Players Association protocols, while Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazar were each fined $14,650. First off, I don't know why they didn't just round up to 15, but that's a whole nother conversation. I, I believe Adam Schefter had earlier, if they failed to cooperate again, it could lead to a loss of draft picks. I'm going to try to find that out while you guys break down the fines. I, I think it's not enough. I think they should be fined more because you're unvaccinated. Okay. Hold on. She- Adam Schefter, Packers also were made aware that future violations could result in escalate discipline, possible change of draft position, or loss of draft choices. So that is from Adam Schefter. I think the fines, yeah, they're, they're not enough. They need to be more because you're waste. You're not getting vaccinated. And look, I, you know, again, I, I listened to a bunch of sports analysts talk about this, and one happened to say this is just right. Just because it's your right to get to not get vaccinated does not mean you get to just ignore the consequences of not getting vaccinated. You don't get to do that, Aaron Rodgers. You were you aren't vaccinated. You get to spout your bullcrap science or your bullcrap this, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Joe Rogan. But you just because like if you're going to waste the NFL's time, you're going to end up having to pay for it. And to me, he didn't pay enough. He should really Mm -hmm. have to pay money to to get this taken care of because. Sorry, like you can't waste everybody's time and and then just expect not to get reprimanded for it. Mm -hmm. That's my feeling. I, I, I my feeling on the fines, not enough. Should be way more. 
I wonder, I don't know if this is the equivalent to like game checks or not. I don't know. I don't know how they make, make per game. But I wonder if that's like the most on agreement between the league and the players association. Maybe. I, I don't know. We'd have to look into that. And, uh, but, Tom, your reaction to the fines? I'm in agreement with you, Noah. This was a weak punishment for something that is severe. And I know some people, you know, not to get political, might, might agree, disagree with what we're going to say. Um, but bottom line is he broke the rules. He lied about it uh, to everybody. And to me, you know, this is a very common sense issue that, you know, the vaccine is a good thing and people should just try to understand that. And he really, the way he covered it up and lied about it originally, and then, you know, tried to tell people he was immunized and pass it off as he was vaccinated, he should have faced more than losing a cup of coffee. I mean, what did he lose, 10 grand? And the Packers... Yeah, and the Packers, I'm going to get to them. Whatever We don't know 100 – do we know 100% what their involvement was and how much they covered up? I'm guaranteeing you they probably covered up a lot. Well, the league, league fined them 300000 I I guess that would mean they did some – they didn't, you know, mandate certain things. Uh, I don't know. The full report, uh-huh. I don't think it's been I, released. I, honestly I don't know think- if we'll ever see the full report. In terms of the Packers, they should have gotten the draft picks taken away immediately. And Aaron Rodgers, they should have made him sit. They really should so, have made him sit so, down for so a couple of games. I, I, I have a I ha, I first of all, I'm in agreement that there should have been a punishment. I have a beef with what you just said. Well, and I say say that because 2020 happened. And there were multiple teams who had to undergo issues for COVID protocols. I'm only using the Titans example because it's really the only one I, I remember fairly well because they had to move the Bills game to Tuesday and they did some other stuff. There wasn't as big – I don't know if there was a loss of draft picks in there. I, I'm not – you know, I don't know. But it feels like these – this punishment's harsh. The fines are, are harsh uh, – for Aaron Rodgers, personally, probably not because of how much money he makes. You know, 15000 is, you know, chunk change to him. Yeah. yeah you know, for, for regular people, it's not. For him, it is. But 300000 for the organization, that's a, that's a big blow. I don't like the loss of draft picks unless they did something really egregious. And, and, yeah, not following protocols is egregious. But for a first-time offense to lose picks, it, to me, is – Here's here's where it's different for me, Mike. I think Tom might agree with this. It's not the fact that they didn't follow protocols. It's the fact that they lied about it and tried to cover it up. No, no, no. You're, I don't think they lied. I think he, he puts them in a bad spot by lying. And uh-huh. I there's a part of me – there's a part of me that believes this was kind of his kind of flip off to the organization. We're playing so well right now. We're doing so many good things. We're seven and one after all the mm-hmm. offseason turmoil. Oh, yeah, you, you guys thought you could win without me. I, I'm not saying he intentionally got COVID because I don't think that's 
<laughs> no one's gonna do that. <laughs> but it could have. It could be. Hey, front office. Hey, see. You, you want to see what you got in Jordan Love? Well, here he is. Big game in Kansas City. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I'm not saying that that was his plan. I don't know. I do want to clarify. I would not take away draft picks because I I just don't think that the punishment fits the crime in that I situation. Guess maybe if they what did I think does time, sure, what I do think is a punishment is to suspend Aaron Rodgers in for a couple a week or two. The fact I that he lied that about it. but the fact on. that he missed the game Sunday. I, I, listen, we don't even know if he's going to play this week. He has to. He can't return to the facility till at least Saturday. He needs two negative tests, right? He needs – I'm not sure if he needs two negative. He may. I don't know. But he can't – It's – it's. If I believe it's if you're unvaccinated, you have to be out 10 days regardless. I believe yeah. – Because oh, they're, okay. saying, they're saying for Nick Chubb is that He Chubb, needs two negative tests. He can he – can, if he gets two negative tests in 24 hours apart by Sunday, he can play. Yeah. Yeah, so – Because he, he is vaccinated. He, he is vaccinated. So is uh, – the other guy in Cleveland who got it. Oh God, I don't remember his name. It wasn't Dearness Johnson. Demetric the third Felton. 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 Demetric Felton. So this, yeah, you know, the Packers get a heavy fine. And look, if you want to listen to Ann Rogers' reasoning, he was on the Pat McAfee show Friday explaining himself. He was on the Pat McAfee show today <laughs> explaining himself. Watch, watch the interviews. You can make your own judgments there. Uh, we're not going to get political in this. Uh, I, all three of yeah. us are vaccinated. That's not our job to get political. Yeah, we're not getting political. Um, uh, also, I, I, I just want to say this because it puts some people in a tough spot. But I think Pat McAfee actually did a really good job Friday and today during the interviews. Because he's put in a tough spot when he has to ask those kinds of questions when he's not a professional interviewer. You know, he was a football player. So, um, shout out Pat McAfee, the legend. (laughs) That being said, we're going to stick with the Packers for a minute because they did lose on Sunday to the Kansas City Chiefs 13-7. to We're not talking about the Chiefs this week. We're not going to do it. We've talked enough about the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Packers, and we're going to talk in particular Jordan Love, who I, I can't speak for you guys, but to me, he he just didn't look ready. He's not ready. He's not. For, first of all, to the Chiefs and the Packers, how do you make his mom and girlfriend sit all the way at the top of the stadium? I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw how high up they I were. I didn't see how high up they were. I didn't, they were literally funny. in the last row. That's funny. Jesus. So Jordan Love on Sunday went 19 of 34 up for 190 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Matt LaFleur said to put the blame on him. And, and Matt LaFleur, I do put part of the blame on you. Part of it is on you. Because your play calling has to be better in that game. You had one of the better play calling games of your career last week in Arizona, but to only run the ball 25 times, to me, that's a missed opportunity. Now, I get it. You fell behind 13-0 because your special teams was a mess. Mason Crosby with a missed field goal and a blocked field goal, a fumble on a punt return. 
for Devontae Adams had six catches for 42 yards. Randall Cobb, three for 50. You, you didn't do anything offensively. And it's not a knock on Jordan Love. It was the kid's first start, but make it easy for him. Simple stuff, simple completions. Get him going early. Now all you're going to hear about is, well, we saw him against Kansas City and he didn't look ready. You know, uh, yeah, so- it's just, it's it was it was. I feel bad for him because he's been cr- heavily criticized ever since they took him uh, last year with the, with their first round selection. He's been nothing but scrutinized, and now it's going to be even worse. I mean, that poor kid. I do not. I you envy a lot of NFL players. That's the one I don't. No, right now. You, you you feel bad for him, but I, at the same time, you watch the. I, I, you know, I don't know how much of the game you guys watch, but you watch that game. The biggest winner of that game was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he showed how terrible the Packers are without him. Mm-hmm. Well, he showed offensively how bad they are without him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, defense played very well. And it, honestly, if you look at Jordan Love, he, he didn't look ready, but it could have been a lot worse. Oh, it could have been worse, but the defense held its own. Well, that was the thing. I think when we saw this Chiefs defense throughout most of the year, we really thought that, you know, if there was ever a good matchup right now for Jordan Love, maybe it would be against this team. And he put right. up seven points. It's his first start, so we're not going to harp on the guy. But I think it was a very underwhelming start for him. To, to, be, fair, because, mm-hmm. to be fair, Tom, like, you know, Chiefs defense is bad, but, I mean, it's in KC, so that's also a little slack I'll give him. Yep, definitely. We know how tough Arrowhead is to play in. Definitely should have started Blake Bortles. You had him <laughs> on there, former AFC Championship quarterback. Oh my! What? Oh my! And his backup wing was with Jacksonville. Chad Henney, who was. Yeah. Oh my God! It all comes full circle. <laughs> Where's Gus Bradley when you need him? Need him? Oh, if only. Oh, and Miles Jack was never down in New England. Take that <laughs> replay system. All right. So we'll, we'll see what happens. If Aaron Rodgers can play Sunday against the Seahawks, we'll wait and see on that. On to the other big story of the day, which is Odell Beckham Jr., who was released by by the Browns. He went unclaimed on waivers, free agent, free to sign anywhere he wants. Now, Adam Schefter said this afternoon, he has to be signed by Saturday in order to get paid for the week. So we'll wait and see on where he goes. Uh, We we can talk about best fits in a minute, but I want to take time out to say something because it came out the other day that Odell Beckham basically said to Teams who aren't in the playoff race, hey, I want to go play for a contender, not a pretender. And he basically said, I can be a headache if I'm not on a contender. Dude, you don't say the quiet part out loud. There's no reason a team like Jacksonville or Detroit's going to sign you or claim you. No reason for them to. You're not going to do anything there. But you left a team that is now five and four 
We'll talk about them in a minute because they just whooped the Bengals. Put a real whooping on them. You're, you're free to go wherever you want now. I don't think there was a team in the league with a losing record that was probably going to claim you like Houston, Jacksonville. I, I had said I would have taken the Dolphins to claim you, but you know I don't know how that would work. But stay out of your own way, dude. Go out, play football, show people you still got it, and shut up. I I cannot believe the level of arrogance in that quote. I can be a headache if I'm not on a good team. Go, go to hell, Odell. Get <laughs> honestly, if I'm a GM, a if I'm a GM, I don't care if I'm in the playoff race or not. I'm not touching him. So you can well, sit there rotten free agency for all I care. <laughs> well, someone's gonna sign. I know, and I'm gonna hate it because at this point, he's he's a bust. How many times do we need to see this kind of stuff unfold before? You don't take the chance on him. Someone's going to have to pay $7 million for him. No, I think because right? he went unclaimed on waivers, that doesn't. the Browns still have to pay that. Okay. Or, or the Browns are paying part of that. They're not paying the whole thing. They may not pay the whole thing. but That's I, fair, I, then. I think a desperate team like the Raiders, because we know about the wide receiver situation there, which you talked about last week. Uh, uh, we could talk about them again because the oh Damon my Arnett. goodness, we'll get to oh, Damon geez. Arnett next. Oh, I totally believe he would work on the Raiders. I believe well, they just Saints. signed to Sean Jackson. Yeah, I, I believe he could work with the Saints too. But I'm with Noah. Why you've seen what this guy does when he gets the teams? He's a headache. He's a, I think he's a headache no matter what's going on. And um, he was a headache for the Browns, and the Browns are good. So <laughs> and he, he got into a fight with a kicker's net while he was a member of the Giants and the net won. Yeah, he just got issues, and I wouldn't want to go near him at this point unless it was dirt cheap. And I'm barely gonna throw him the ball anyway, and he's gonna complain because well, that's not like he, he's been spectacular either. He's not played that great. <laughs> that's what he has to realize when he goes into an organization, like, look, you're not gonna be force fed the ball, you're gonna get what you get, and that's it. And if you can't accept that, then you might as well walk right back out that door. I, I I don't understand why any team would take a shot on him. So, he's a he's a whiny, loudmouth baby who, when he doesn't get what he's want, he just he gets his father to do his crap for him. I'm sorry, <laughs> you you had your 15 minutes of fame, Odell Beckham Senior, whatever your name is, but get out. Don't even bother talking again because you you've had your 15 minutes. Go ahead. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Okay. So so. I think there are certain teams we're gonna. I'm gonna rule out right away, depending on if you consider them. All the teams who are not playoff teams, you know, we're all. The Cowboys don't need you. No, don't. Even, I don't even. I swear to God, if they do, I'm no, not. no, no, no. I, I, no, I'm saying they don't because they. No, no, I, I, I know, but I've seen a bunch of Cowboys fans saying they should sign Odell Beckham Jr. I'm like, don't. You're not a Cowboys fan anymore. Get away from me. <laughs> I don't think the Bengals need him because you got Chase, Boyd. And, and, you don't you know, need him. The Cardinals don't need him. No. The Rams don't need him. No. I will admit there's an L.A. team that I think makes sense. The Chargers make sense. I don't know if they'll go there. You know, but you know what, though? Now that more I think about it, it won't make sense because you'll have the same problem with Herbert that you had Baker. So, 
personally, I can't see him in New Orleans because I don't think he wants to catch passes from a guy like Trevor Simeon or or, or tolerate the Taysom Hill stuff. Uh-huh. I think he'll. I, I think he's mildly blown by that. So I'm ruling. I know people are saying the Saints. I'll be shocked. I see Seattle, and a lot of people mentioning Seattle. That's not the biggest need for the Seahawks. You got Metcalf and Lockett already, so I don't think the Bills need them personally. Yeah, me either. So no way. I don't think. I've read people talk about New England. I don't think Bill Belichick would put up with that. No. No. Why would he? So I'm torn on the two teams who actually played each other. We just talked about Green Bay could totally do it and say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, here's your another, here's another toy for you. Or Kansas City. I think Indy makes a ton of sense too. I don't think he I'm not saying he wouldn't go there. I'm just saying I don't know how he'd react to certain the way Indy plays because they want to run the ball. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. They're like another Cleveland. And they're not going to force feed him the ball. So that's true. I'm thinking Packers. I'm thinking Chiefs. Yeah. Other than that, I can't I, really think of I mean, the, other. The, the other team I've thought about, and I just don't know if they would do it, would Baltimore consider this? I don't think John Harbaugh would put up with them. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, but that kind and of think, just and I think the Ravens are fine without him. Oh, I do too. I think the uh, we'll we can talk about that in a little bit. But I think the Packers would do it just because they want to get Rodgers one more ring. Well, not they want to get Rodgers, but they want to get one more ring while Rodgers is around. And the Chiefs are struggling mightily right now. Yeah, I, I think those are the two biggest. But. On the flip side, the Browns didn't struggle this week. They put up 41 without Odell, so they straight up whooped the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Nick, Nick Chubb had a day. The defense had a day. Browns are going to be fine without him. See you yeah. later, dude. Mm-hmm. Convincing win by the Browns. Yeah. Oh, b- mm-hmm. big-time win by the Cleveland Browns. They had to have it, and they had they got it. So They got it, yeah. Uh, but bad news with Chubb and the COVID that they, he possibly may not be able to play this week. We don't know for sure he yet. He obviously has a much easier road than Rodgers just because, like I said, he gets two negative COVID tests within 24 hours of each other. He's good to go. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait We'll wait and see. Cleveland has a big game this week in New England. Yeah. Uh, yep. the, the Bengals coming off that Jets loss with this performance. Again, I, I, we, <laughs> I, I oh. look – People are saying, oh, we overestimated the Bengals, blah, blah, blah. No, it was a division game. I, I'll say this again, again, again. Division games can be either way. You know the team so well, it'll happen. And I think the Bengals will be just fine. Look, look, they literally beat the Ravens two weeks ago by the same score. Are we now saying that the – so what? Are the Browns going to destroy the Ravens when they no, play? No. And here's the thing. I don't have an issue with the Bengals losing. It's kind of how they lost to me. Well, then why didn't we have those concerns about the Ravens? Because the Ravens have been there. No, what I'm saying is the Ravens are a consistent juggernaut of a team. This is the first time in Zach Taylor's three seasons the Bengals are relevant. Mm-hmm. And they were the, they were the one seed. Two weeks ago, 
They won the MetLife and lost to the Jets somehow, and then get spanked by the Browns. I'm not saying they're done. I'm just saying you have to figure figure a way to bounce back and not let it sink in. I think they will. Listen, they can. And look, it's perfect timing because they have the bye week this week. So they get a week to relax and recharge and figure this thing out. I think they can. I'm not going to deny them, but you have to, you know, admit they got, you know, they got they did. Spank. They did, but they did the same thing to the Ravens. So I know. And, and we anointed them that week and we're going to give them, you know, be harsh on them this week mm-hmm. because there's a lot of teams we could be harsh on this week. Oh, yeah. So but before we do, <laughs> we're going to just hit the Damon Arnett thing really quick. The Raiders released Damon Arnett, who was a first round pick last year. Um, he's in a social media video with a gun threatening to kill someone. Um, you know, make that. My God, well. Raiders! Like, and, and I, this is this is this has been really the five six weeks from four a month from you know hell for the Raiders. Yet the John Gruden emails, Henry Ruggs kills a woman with that car crash. And now this, excuse me, here's my thing. If you're going to, I want to know this, and, and I want someone to ask this of Mike Mayock, the general manager. Whoever had final say between him and John Gruden with these draft picks, did you not do background checks? Did you not know of any of these issues? Because apparently Damon Arnett crashed four rental cars last year. <laughs> well, uh, like, like Ian Rappaport has that in a tweet, and I'm just like, "How is that possible? How are you still able right. to rent a car after that?" Uh, right? Are you going with different names? I guess Apparently, when you get NFL money, they're just like, "Whatever." I, I, I don't. I wonder if he was signing his le- his leases not as Damon Arnett but as David Arquette. <laughs> I would, I would die a happy man if that was what he did. I would last my butt off if he did that. <laughs> Raiders, get your stuff together. I'm starting to feel bad oh, for him now because, like, I understand that you got to do due diligence, but, like, how – like, when this many people in your organization are failing, it, it um, almost can't be your fault. <laughs> I mean, this is just too much, man. This team clearly doesn't care about character or integrity. They don't Something. know what they're doing. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's just a bunch of bad strings of coincidences. You, you but need their to... coach also got like yeah, like come on, out. like oh my I... god, how? Yeah, this team needs a whole facelift change. So oh my god, the most yeah. insulting thing the Raiders did was lose to the Giants. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Obviously, holding the gun was worse. No, I, I, I mean. They did lose, and they lost hold the first place in the AFC West. And that. had they won, they would have been the first. Yeah, they would have been the yeah, first. Yeah, the Chargers took over. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go back to what we talked about before, the Browns, Bengals, Bengals. So we're going to talk about a list of teams who, let's be fair, just got straight up beat. Noah, I'm coming to you. Adam's not here to defend himself. He's given me permission to rip on the Bills a little bit. 
But I do want to ask you something. When Denver goes up 30 to nothing at Jerry's place, here's my question. Why is Dak Prescott still in the game? I don't know. I don't know why he was why he was in the game in the first place because there are so many problems I have with this game, and I'm going to listen through. One, it was clear. It was clear that Dak Prescott was not ready to play. That calf strain is clearly was clearly still bothering him. He did not look ready. He did not look fresh. You know, just let Cooper Rush play. Just let him play and just deal with it. Don't force Dak Prescott out there. I know the guy wants to play, but you have to sometimes take a guy's pride and say to him, hey, you got to check it, dude. You got to check it, and you got to make sure that we're you're healthy. Take another week off, get a full week of practice in, and then we'll go from there. Two, my God, the play calling. Where was the innovative stuff this week, Kellen Moore? You just kept trying to do the same crap over and over and over again. Slant, this, that, like, Jesus, do something innovative for once, please. You were no play action going. You would run the ball for 12 yards on first down for a first down, and then you'd go immediately go back to shotgun. Keep running the ball. Elliot was having a good game. Pollard was having a good game. Keep running the damn ball. Why are we keep having to go to the pass now? What? Can I yell at Mike McCarthy? Oh, no, I need to do that. Okay, go ahead. Because Mike McCarthy, stop going for it on every single fourth down there is. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to go for it every – you have something called a punter. And a kicker. And a kicker. Look, if if you are up by, say, a touchdown and it's late in the fourth quarter and you can put the game away if you go for it, fine, go ahead. But when it's fourth down, you're at the 50. And it's the beginning of the game. Punt. The ball, for and God's don't sakes. Call, don't call a toss play where Zeke's got to get six yards just to get back to the line of scrimmage. That is the dumbest fourth down oh. call. Oh, my God. God, the play calling was atrocious. Receivers, Cooper, Lamb, Pollard, catch the damn ball. The times that Dak hit you, he would hit you in the hands and you had butter on him apparently. Every single time they threw to Cooper, he dropped it. Every time they threw to Schultz, he dropped it. Every time they threw to Pollard, he dropped it. It's like, what? And he is overthrew that? Lamb a couple of times. He overthrew Lamb. That's those were the plays where I looked at him and said, "He's not ready. He's not planning. He's not getting set." And he's like, Cooper, and like Lamb was wide open. And my thing is this: Ceedee Lamb is not Deshaun Jackson in the sense of I just want him to run go routes. Yeah. Get him involved early. Screen mm-hmm. game. Reverses. I know that talks about your innovation issues, but it's just you have three playmakers on this offense, not including the quarterback. Zeke, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. You got to get Zeke and one or the other going because then it'll open it up for the third one. And that opens up things for Dalton Schultz. And then and that, that like, opens open things for Tony Pollard. Right, and that opens things up for you to actually do what Cowboys are supposed to do, which is ride a damn horse, not get lit up in your own stadium. Not get horse kicked in the teeth. 
which is what happened. And, and then I have to turn to the other side. Okay. Defense. Did we forget how to tackle somebody? How is Javante Williams dragging three of you for a first down? How is Melvin Gordon getting the biggest holes in the world possible? I could run through these holes that Melvin Gordon was getting and Javante Williams was getting. And then you couldn't tackle the same damn life. And you know what was so weird about this game? Is that the Dallas Cowboys, they had five sacks and six tackles for losses. So it was either they were getting burned on a play or they were sacking Teddy Bridgewater or getting a four-yard loss. It's like, how are you that up and down the entire game? You tackled Melvin Gordon for a six-yard loss before. Now you get burned for a 16-yard touchdown to play after. It's like, what, what is happening right now? And Trayvon, Trayvon, come here. Please tell me that that first six games was not a fluke. You were getting burned all game. And if you weren't getting burned, you were holding or pass interfering. Get your head out of your ass, for God's sakes. I cannot be, I cannot stand that the first seven weeks could have been a fluke for you. I can't stand that concept. Please get it together and become the corner that you were the first seven weeks. Because that game, this game scared me, guys. Because I look at Trayvon News and I'm going, oh, no. Is this a fluke? Was this all just a big old fluke? And now he's just going to show who he really is? Oh. So, look, if you're the Cowboys, it was a horrible game. It was a horrible game. Bury the tape. Forget about it. Move on. That's what you have to do. You, and it's a Dan Quinn revenge game this week. It is. But listen, that's the thing you got to do. You got to forget about this game. You got to put it out of your head, get back to practice. Dak will have a full week. You know, Michael Gallup's coming back expectedly. So that should be good news. As, as far as I heard, I believe Michael Gallup's expected to come back. All right. While you're looking that up, we're going to move on. Tom, is there a game you wanted to hit off from last week? Um, well, can we talk a little bit about uh, good old Buffalo? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I, to be honest with you, I this this is up there as contenders upset of the year. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Because I, I think a lot of us are starting to think the Bills might have been the best team in the AFC. Starting to put that together, and I, you only scored six points against the Jaguars. I mean, days like this, I guess, can happen, and they're bound to happen. But it it just – against the Jaguar defense, which – I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw for 118 yards and one. How dead was – They kicked three field goals and one. Yep, and and Allen, I believe, was turning the ball over a bit too much, which is something we have not really seen from him. And a fumble. Yeah, so three turnovers. That's the old Josh Allen – not the Josh Allen we've seen over the past year or two. And um, I just wonder a lot if this was a one-off day or is there something that's different with this team this year? Are they not as good as last year? T- I think that's already kind of clear because what were they, 13-3 and three last year? Now they've I'll, already got three losses. I, I'll tell you right now, Tom, I'll believe this is what's going on with the, with the Bills. They don't mm-hmm. have a run game. Yeah. Singletary can't run. They don't use Zach Moss enough. 
And again, I always say this, nothing will kill an offense more than becoming one dimensional because now teams know exactly what you're going to do. Jacksonville knew exactly what they, they did. They either they were either bringing a lot of pressure on Josh Allen, or they were dropping everybody into coverage, and Allen had nowhere to go. Their running back is Josh Allen. Yeah. To to your point, they ran the ball a total of fourteen times for seventy two yards, and five of them were five by Josh of Allen. them were Josh Allen, six were Singletary, three were Zach Moss. The offensive line was atrocity too. I mean, Cody Ford in particular. My dad would used to tell me what Ford stands for, fixed or repaired daily, or <laughs> something else that I'm not going to say on here. <laughs> but the offensive line has to get it to get it together. Defense did it, Chad. They held the Jaguars to nine points. They so did. you can't blame the defense. But, but here's the, the other thing. Diggs had a nice game. Emmanuel Sanders had a nice game. Cole Beasley had just for 33 yards. Uh, Mike, we've got some breaking news here. Uh, <clears throat> Dalvin Cook has been filed in a lawsuit alleging that the running, Vikings running back assaulted a woman. Yeah, and he has filed a claim back saying he's the victim. Let me get the Schefter news. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I just saw no, that. No, no, no. That's fine. This is important. Um, I, I'll finish my point on the bills, and then we can move on to this. Uh, I did hear about all that. That's definitely a iffy situation. I've got the article from ESPN here, up, Mike. If you want me to read. Oh um, yeah, go, go ahead, Lemmy. And then I'll finish uh, my point on the bills. This is more important. So I can't, I can't find who wrote it, so I apologize to whoever wrote this. But, quote, Minnesota Vikings star running back Dalvin Cook allegedly abused a former girlfriend, causing a concussion during an incident at his home last year, according to a lawsuit filed Tuesday. The Star Tribune of Minneapolis reported that the woman filed a lawsuit in Dakota County District Court, alleging Cook of assault, battery, and false imprisonment. However, Cook's attorney, Dave Valentina, said his client was said his client was assaulted by the woman after she illegally broke into his residence, saying in a statement Tuesday night that she later tried to extort him of millions of dollars. The Vikings also released a statement saying they recently received notification from Dalvin Cook's legal representative regarding a situation that occurred between Dalvin and female acquaintance in November 2020 and led to an ongoing dispute between the parties. Upon learning of this, we immediately notified the NFL. We are in the process of gathering more information and will withhold further comment at this time. On a separate statement, the league said it was notified by the Vikings of the matter and would decline further comment. So a lot of this sounds right now from what we just gathered. It's a he said, she said. It's a he said, she said. Yeah. It seems like we need, so, gonna need more information. Right. Because she, she's saying that he beat me, he hurt me, and he put me and he put me and he confined me to a room or whatever. He's saying, no, she broke it and threatened to do this exact same thing if I didn't give her millions of dollars. Yeah, so that's Definitely a story a to keep your eyes peeled peeled on. And, you know, uh, scary situation with Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. But mm-hmm. um, initial yeah. reaction is stunning. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens due to this. Um, I don't know what the league if the league right now could step in and do anything, but I I don't know if the Vi- 
you know, do the Vikings say, hey, um, we're not going to play this week until we figure this no, out? I, I, I don't know what you do. I, I would, if I'm an organization, I don't think you take action until either. Like, you find out. Yeah, you find out like someone's charged or. Because yeah. yeah. filing a lawsuit is one thing. It's, it's you know, anyone can really do that. It's whether it has precedent, then you take action. Yeah, so we'll wait and see on Dalvin Cook, but yeah, because like we just said, he could possibly be the victim here. Yeah, he could be. We don't know. We do not know. We don't have enough information at this time. Um, back to the Bills, and this is just a honestly, this is just a distraction for the Vikings. That's yeah. what this is. Um, back to what we were talking about. We we're talking about the Bills and the Jaguars. When you don't have the ability to run the ball and you're such a one-dimensional team. No, you brought that up. And there are times you just have to make a play. You need a guy to make a play. And I think for Brian Dable, even for Josh Allen, I think for the first seven weeks of this season, or eight weeks, whatever you want to say it was, and last year, that guy was always Stefan Diggs who has to make the play for last year. This year, it's kind of been – we need a big play. It's been either Emmanuel Sanders or hard knocks Dawson Knox. Well, Dawson Knox isn't playing right now, and I think they miss him dearly. But you can't – you can't that, – that game right there, you can't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, you just can't. That that's not a game you lose. It's not even a trap game. You no, know, it's if, not. If you're looking past the Jaguars, you listen. The Jaguars are bad. They're very bad. I know they won this game, but you can't. It, it's not like you're playing this. It's not like this week you're playing a team. Argument's sake, it's not like you're playing the Bucks this week. No. no offense, Tom. You're playing the New York Jets. None taken. You, you know, so you're, you got nothing to look past. But it's a bad loss. It's a really bad loss for a team who, you know, I, I'm not going to say this ruins everything and they're going to lose the – not go to the Super Bowl. They're still a team who's can contend for the Super Bowl. I think for a lot of teams, this was a this is a wake. This is a wake-up call. Yeah, I think I think for both the Bills and the Cowboys, these were wake up calls. Like, hey, you're not unbeatable. You need to go out there and actually play. You can't just coast on what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Every week's I, a new week. I want to talk about one more team though, really quick before you get into picks that struggled this week, and that was the Rams, who just made the trade for Von Miller. And look, the defense. Oh, he didn't play. That's right. But he did not here's the play. thing. The defense played great, but I want to give major props because, Mike, we've talked about this, how Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy. Well, this week the Titans' defense stepped up. Can I go a step further? What's that? The Titans' defense, and I've given you guys so much crap over the last year. I really have. I told you you needed to step up, and you've done it. Jeffrey Simmons. Three sacks. Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in the league. I needed you guys to step up against the Bills. Did it. I need you to step up against the Chiefs. You did it. 
I needed you to step up last Sunday night. You did it. So I'm going to say these words, and I don't say these words lightly. The Tennessee Titans, to me, are one of two teams right now who I feel are the best in the AFC. I would 100% agree with that. It's the Titans and it's the Ravens. Yeah. And the reason it's the Ravens is that guy, number eight, mm. he right now, I, I don't care what anybody else has done. Lamar Jackson has to be, at this moment, your 2021 NFL MVP. Has to be. I, I agree with listen, Brady. listen, you can argue whoever you want. Here's the thing. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is carrying this team on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, Baltimore, get ready because you're going to have to pay that man some money. Well, and honestly, you know, it's funny, Mike, because uh, Tom mentioned earlier, like, how did Trevor Lawrence throw for 118 yards and win? Ryan Tannehill threw for 143 yards, had a touchdown and interception, and the Tennessee Titans ran for 70 yards and they destroyed the Rams. Yep. And that's yeah. that's an impressive and, and, way. And listen, no, you say it about Lamar that he's got to prove it in the playoffs. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. You, listen, I'll give you the props right now because you totally deserve it. Show me this in January. Yeah, because show it to me. Bring it to me. Who would have all thought this would start this would all start by losing to the Jets? How would you you know what? No, it didn't start by losing the Jets. I'm taking credit for the Titans' defense. I'm taking credit you did for, it. I, I did. I woke the t- Titans' defense, if you're listening, and I know you are. I mean, wouldn't the Titans be number one in the AFC right now? They are. It, they would be. Yeah, they would I have, think the Ravens yeah. are two. The Ravens are six and two. The Titans are seven and two. So, yeah, they would be one right now. And I don't – I think – I want to just check this out. I don't know if they have a regular season meeting with each other. They do not. I don't believe so. So if we can get that in the playoffs, I'll be happy. Uh, no, they do not play. No, each other. they don't. Okay. And here's the scary thing. The Titans have an easy part of their schedule coming up. You know, they've got the Saints at home. They got the Texans at home. They go to New England, then Jacksonville at home, then in Pittsburgh, Niners at home, Dolphins at home. Like, the oh, Titans dude, could. What are, you ta- what are you talking about? That's not an easy win anymore. The two and seven Miami oh, Dolphins, Dolphins are on a roll, baby. I mean, but here's the thing though, the Titans, if I look at that schedule, they could easily be like 13 and three, 13 and four. Yeah. They could yeah, easily. They could. They, they... Listen, do your jobs. Do it right. And here's the thing, Mike. You get number one in the AFC, and then you get Derrick Henry back. And you're the only team that will get a bye? Yeah. Like, oh, look out. Think about that. You're the Tennessee Titans, and you're the team who gets the bye. All of a sudden, Derrick Henry gets another week of rest. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think well, I had mentioned last week that I I was really not too worried about the Titans, even though they lost Derrick Henry because – not only because the schedule is kind of easy, but once he gets back for the playoffs, then they're officially uh, like can beat anybody any day. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out one other team because uh, the Cardinals deserve some love at 8-1. Mm-hmm. After going into San Francisco with the real McCoy, Colt McCoy, 
and stop beating the Niners. So yeah. I said Lamar's the MVP right now. Cliff Kingsbury's got to be coach of the year. Oh, so yeah. Clifford the big red bird doing a good job, man. All right. We're going to close out. We're going to close out with picks. And last week, I went eight and six. You both went seven and seven, and Adam went five and nine. Oh, we yeah. all had bad weeks. We've all had. Well, I was the, the difference for me between you guys was I took Cleveland. Yes, you know what it took. Ooh. I took Cleveland. So um, I don't even want to do the Thursday night game because I just talked Lamar up so much. And, <laughs> and Lamar and the Ravens are going to Miami to play the Dolphins. And I'm really tempted to just. I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens, <laughs> easy. That's, oh yes, Ravens. I, I I mean, the Dolphins did beat the Texans, so it wouldn't shock anyone if they won this. So game. so they beat a high school team. For the sports hey, betters Tyrod out there Taylor, listening, he ended the drought in Buffalo. He's a legend. <laughs> for for the right. betters out there, the uh, Ravens are only seven and a half point favorites. So well, get I take, on. I, I someone. Take the, someone. I, <laughs> Everyone take the Ravens. It's gonna be the oh, no Devontae the... Parker, no Will Floyd. Ravens by like three hundred. Yeah, Ravens <laughs> definitely. Ravens over. Take yeah, the over yeah. on that. All right, we have a Dan Quinn revenge game when Matt Ryan and the Falcons, who with a win, will move to over five hundred, go to Dallas to play the Cowboys. No, did the Cowboys bounce back? I think they bounce back. I'll take the Cowboys. Tom, um, where is the game? Dallas. Um, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Cowboys. If this comes down to kick, I'm taking Young Way Coop, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. Let's <laughs> hope um, come to that. This is good. This is a really interesting one because we just talked highly of the Titans. Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are at home taking on. Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints. Tighten Ooh, up, baby. Tighten up. Give me the Titans. I think they keep it rolling. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in agreement. Give me the Titans. I, I'm going to take the Titans, too. If this was Jameis, I might feel a little bit differently. Yeah, without him, no. Not Trevor Simeon. And I love you, Sean Payton. I do. But you can only work with what you got. and Oh, uh, AFC South, Urban Meyer, who feels like he's now won two national titles after his second win, travels to Indy to play Carson Wentz in the Colts. Definitely take a Colts. Yeah, Colts all the way. They look fantastic. And even though it was against the Jets. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Jonathan I think, Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Carson Taylor. Wentz really well. In the absence of Derrick Henry, he's making the case for best running back in the league. A battle of two five and four teams has Baker and the Browns traveling to Gillette to play Mac Jones and the Patriots. This is a fun game. This is a very interesting game. Uh, I'm gonna I'll I'll spare you the details, Mike. I'm gonna take the Patriots, but I'll say for the fans, if Nick Chubb plays, I would I will text Mike and tell him to change it to Browns. Okay, Tom. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots, too, and I will let you know if I want to change it. Okay. 
Because I do think I do think Tom. I don't know if you agree. I do think Nick Chubb is an edge that the Browns would have over the Patriots. I 100% agree. If they can just run Chubb, and I I do think part of me thinks Bill was going to win this game either way. But if they have Chubb, I can really see them putting it at winning that game. I, I'm going to take the Patriots at home. Depending on Chubb's status, I'll wait and see. My thing for this game is can the Patriots contain Miles Garrett? Because he's going to get his at times. But they got to figure a way to slow him down. They had a hard time last week at times with Brian Burns. If they can handle Garrett and Clowney, they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not even – I don't even want to do the next two, to be honest with you. I'm assuming we're all Bills. Oh, yeah. they're playing the Jets. Yeah, we'll take the Bills. Okay. And that the most interesting game of the week, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers remain at Heinz Field, and they welcome in Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, uh, who are I, looking for some ketchup on going the to- <laughs> I the really are going to six and three. Wow. I really want to take the lines, but I got to take the Steelers. I can't think the Steelers are going to be six and three. They're going to coast listen, on easy. Listen, Noah, this is the game to take Detroit because I thought that was the Philly game and yeah. that didn't I mean, work. Look, and I'm going to say this right now because I need to say it. Dude, I'm not, I don't care if the Steelers are six and three. They are coasting on the easy schedule I have seen ever. This is ridiculous. How do the Steelers keep getting this easy schedule? They had the Bills fair. Then they had the Raiders, the Bengals, both, and the Packers all lost. Then they had the Broncos, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson, Cleveland, who was struggling with Odell Beckham, and the Bears. Like, come uh, on. Don't worry, Noah. I'm pretty sure it ends after this week, and they, they're oh, yes. have some tough ones. Oh, thank God. Oh, yes, you're right, Tom. They have some tough ones coming up. Oh, thank Christ. Can't so they'll these. come back to reality, but they're going to six and three. I'm taking the Steelers. <laughs> Speaking of, we got a playoff rematch. Tom Brady and the Bucks travel to Washington to play the football team. Oh, baby. The Bucks off a loss. Bucks. Sorry, I'm going to take the Bucks. Bucks. That Washington oh, yeah. defense, Mike, I think we've talked about it, is the biggest disappointment of the entire Oh, year. it's the biggest disappointment. Like, it's- what happened to that defense? No one knows. I, I don't know. All right, Christian McCaffrey and the Carolina Panthers travel to Arizona to play. I, I'm going to assume Kyler's Holy back, but moly. it's Kyler and the cards. And with news <sighs> today on Sam Darnold's shoulder, it does not look good for Sam oh, Darnold. Oh, I was about to say, we didn't talk about Sam Darnold today. We brushed well, on him last week. He's getting worse and worse, and now he's hurt. I, yeah, he, I, he's Dar- hurt. He's playing with a bad Dar- Darnold, I'm sorry. I gave you the benefit of the doubt, man, but you're done. You're struggling well, no, too I, much. I mean, this injury, let me see if I can get it up. What I'm saying, Mike, is before the injury, he was struggling way too much to warrant. He was it. struggling. But and, and if I'm yeah, not mistaken, this has to do, don't they have to play him next year, too? Do with it. Yeah, they have to pay him next year. I wonder what that does for him. Like, is there a team out there who's Okay, so according to sources, this is from ESPN, Carolina Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold has an incomplete fracture of his right shoulder blade and is likely to miss several weeks. Yeah. The so. Panthers believe the injury happened in the second quarter of the team's 24-6 loss to the Patriots. Darnold threw three picks, including a pick six to J.C. Jackson. 
Uh, Matt Rule Casey said Monday. Jackson's incredible. He is. <laughs> Matt Rule said Monday, Darnold reported soreness in his shoulder after the game. It was set for an MRI. So, yeah. it'll be P.J. Walker playing for Darnold. Taking Cardinals. Well. <laughs> yeah, we, we are all going to be taking the cards here. And uh, good luck, P.J. They did sign Matt Barkley off the Titans practice squad. Oh, yes. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles travel to Denver to play Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. Talk about two teams I can't figure out. Are the Eagles good or bad? Or are the Broncos good or bad? I'll take the Broncos at home, I guess. This is a tough one. I'm, I'll take the Broncos, though. <laughs> yes, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to give the edge to the home team here and take the Broncos. And I don't think we've disagreed yet, have we? No. Uh, no. Well, we, we, we may or may not disagree on this one. Who knows? Okay. Reportedly, Russell Wilson's coming back. Is he? And the C- yeah, wow. he, he may he's supposed to be back. The Seahawks traveled, traveled to Lambeau to play Air, possibly Aaron Rodgers in the Packers. Oh, there's okay. a lot of unknowns. With- yeah, there's a lot of unknowns with this. I will take. I believe Russ is definite. I'm. I'm not saying he's definite. I know he had the uh, pins removed from his finger. Okay. As of right now, I will say Seahawks. But I'll let you know, obviously, if that changes. Because if Russ plays and Aaron Rodgers does, then obviously I'm taking Packers. But Tom? I'm going to be taking the Packers, actually, as of right now. So we do disagree. Look at that. I just <laughs> yeah. think in Lambeau, even if it's Jordan Love at this point, he could do it, maybe. Yeah, Aaron Jones and the way the defense is playing, I'm going to do it with the Packers, too. But that is very subject to change for me, so I'll let you know. That's fine. Sunday Night Football, where Chris Collinsworth will tell you he loves everybody. If you, if you forgot one, Mike. <laughs> you forgot one the Sunday morning. Uh, oh, I apologize. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings shall LA to play Herbert and the Chargers. I'm going to take the Ooh. Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers, too, after the Vikings kind of blew that game last week. I, I I will say this. If Dalvin Cook plays, I like the Vikings. If he's not playing due to this issue, yeah, we're going to have an issue. All right. Mahomes and the Chiefs travel to Vegas to play Derek Carr and the Raiders. I think the Raiders are in turmoil. I know the Chiefs are not playing great. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm going to take the Chiefs. This is tough because it's a division game. Both teams are struggling. I'm going to take the Raiders. They have their number last year. I think they have their number again. Um, Yeah, for me, this is incredibly close. But I'm going to take Mahomes just because it's it's ride or die at this point. He's got to win. Yeah. Talk, talk, I, I want to talk about this real quick. Talk about a division you cannot figure out. Are the Chargers good or not? Are the Raiders good or not? Are the Chiefs good or not? Are the Broncos good or not? Like It's tough to tell. And with the Raiders just losing to the Giants, they had a chance to get up even further. They blew it. I think the Chargers are good. I don't trust the Broncos or the, the Chiefs have too much of a track record to say they're bad. Right. Yeah, it's uh-huh. – 
It's going to be very interesting to follow this division all the way through. That's oh, for yeah. Sure. All right. This has the makings of the best Monday night game of the year. Matthew Stafford and the Rams travel to Santa Clara to play Jimmy G and the Niners. Ooh. Rams get back on track. I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah. 49ers have been absolutely disgraceful this year. They have not played well at all. Uh, yeah. Is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat? It's getting warm. <laughs> it's getting warm, but I think I think he gets a shot with Trey Lance before they judge him too much. Right. So we're Rams. Tom, are you the Rams? I'm going to take the Rams, but let me just say for the Niners, I don't think they've, they've been rough. But Debo Samuel, the big, one big standout, he's incredible. Yeah, he, he's and then, fin, fin and then on the Rams side of the ball, Cooper Cup, I mean, is ready to break records. I mean, so oh, two great did, receivers to watch in this one. Did you, did you see the thing about his dad, Cooper Cup's dad? No, I did not. Oh, in his fantasy league, his dad has been allowed to take his son without any, you know, form of anyone else taking him. Oh. Now the rest of the league's not letting him do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, you can't do it this year, okay? He's too good. Dad's got to find some new friends, a new league, and tell them, oh, that's not my son. <laughs> that's not my All son. Right. Right. Guys, <laughs> who's your lock of the week? Uh, well, speaking of that, who, last week, did we all lose our locks? But yeah. Because you. you have those written down? I took uh, – Yeah, I'm written down. I believe I took the Bills over the Jaguars. You took the Bills, Tom. You oh. took the page. You took the Patriots. Yay! I'm ah, damn it. <laughs> um, Adam took the Steelers. Okay, he won. I took the Cowboys. Ooh, so so two out of two lost the. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Um, I was I think everyone has now lost at least one with their lock. Yeah. That, that, that's how it usually goes. You can't be perfect every week. Uh, I will take as my lock. There's two good ones here. I'll take the I'll take the Ravens over the Dolphins. Okay, Tom. Um, you know what? Give me, give me the Big Ben. I'm gonna take a little bit of a harder. That one. was that was the other one I was thinking of, but I was just like, be. I mean, it's the 0-8 Lions, but we could see Big Ben just having a bad day and losing this game. It could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the box. Oh, okay. That's another good I, one. I, they, they're coming off a loss and the bye week. Brady has an incredible record off losses. And, and it's Taylor Heineke, and he's Which, yeah. not other thought was the Colts over the Jags because the Colts are finding their groove, it seems. Which, by the way, I just want to say real quick, Taylor Heineke. I'm sorry, man. I gave you so much doubt. I gave you so much credit, but you're done. You're not a quarterback. You're not an NFL level quarterback. You're you're a yeah. spokesman for Heineken beers. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I I'm over the Heineke experience. I think the, I think the Washington football team is as well. But that's a story for another day. And on that day. There'll probably be another episode of SIN's Wishbone Shotgun Podcast. For Noah Tremblay, Tom Russus, I'm Mike Rifkin. Listen to us on Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. And we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the football. Namaste.